Chapter 12 To my beloved daughter Tsekhofat Happy fourth birthday, baby girl. I'm sure your grandparents are taking good care of you. I wish they could send me a picture of you. That would be the best birthday gift for me ever. Are you attending crash? So much I don't know. But I know one day I will know when you're old enough to visit. Daddy loves you and misses you. I I pray for you every day. Love, your beloved dad. After Sunday lunch, Kia asked her grandparents if she and Sharon could work together on their school project. They did not have a problem with it, and Ntate Piri offers to take her back home when they are finished. So Sharon gets on a taxi from her house and arrives at Kia's house. After following the protocol of greeting the elders and having small talk with them, the two girls went straight to her room. There was no school project that needed working on. The agenda was clear and obvious. Kia needed to tell Sharon everything that had happened during her last visit. Friend, that is amazing. Your name has so much history to it, reacts Sharon after hearing Kia explain the story behind her real name, Tsekhofat. That's the thing, Sharon. I'm so confused and angry. Why did they change my name? How do I change it back? Can I say to people that I want to be called Tsekhofato and not Kia? And when they ask me why, what will I say? How do I explain to people that I have a father who was in prison and no one told me about him? Before, asked a frustrated sounding gear. You know, sometimes I want to be in your shoes, and then other moments I see why your shoes only fit you. How do you feel about the situation overall? How are things with your grandparents now? Asked an inquisitive Sharon. I'm mostly confused. Like my feelings depend on who I'm thinking about. When I think of Mulatleri, I find myself wanting to know more. I think the more I know about him, the more I will find myself. Like, already I feel more linked to my mom when I hear him talk about her. I wish I could have known her. But he's the source that will help me know her. And then, when I think of my grandparents, I feel anger. I want to justify their behavior, but I can't. My life has been great, but it could have been better if I knew about my dad. You feel me, Sharon? Sharon nods her head in agreement. She decides to ask one more question to push Kia over the edge. I just want to know what you call him. I avoid having to use a name to refer to him. I'm not ready to call him dad, replies Gia. But my friend, I feel like you're getting closer to saying it. You know me too well. Meanwhile, at the prison, Mulatlech is spending his Sunday afternoon in a group session. Everyone has been sharing about how they feel regarding their cases and giving everyone an update. The whole group wants to know more about Mulatlech's life. I love the last visit I had with my daughter. She is so much like her mom. 
It took me back just seeing her there, hearing her voice, reading her handwriting. That is Havo Endle 2.0. It feels too good to be true. Like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. How? Oh, why do you feel this way, Mlatechi? Asked Tulani. I'm cursed, Tulani. I am cursed. Look where I am. There's nothing good that happens in my life that hasn't been followed by absolute pain. My daughter came at the price of the love of my life. So my daughter is back in my life, which is the best thing that has ever happened in my life. But now I wait to see what bad thing will happen to me. Life is consistent like that. The other men relate to that description of life. Sometimes the other shoe fell naturally, but most of the time it fell because of their own actions. Either way, the other shoe would always fall. It's consistent like that.